they say that, and they say yeah, and they say that. Won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them. My folks locked down. I never went nowhere. What they say in Luda's back. Blame it on that conjure. The hood call it Luda Yak. And I'm on this foolish track. So I spit my foolish flow. My hands go up and down like strippers' booties go. My verses still be serving. Tight like a million virgins. Last time on a college remix. Now I'm on the original version. Can't never count me out. Y'all better count me in. Got 20 bank accounts. Accountants count me in. Okay. All right. So now I'm here. Okay. <laughs> oh my. My fault. My fault. My fault. I guess it would help to turn the dang on um microphone on, huh? Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the show, y'all. 
Let's talk with Mr. Talk. And yeah, yeah, I was talking, but my mic wasn't on. I've been gone away for so long, I almost forgot how to do it. But I'm here, y'all, and we got a lot to talk. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about, man. Uh, it is way, way too much. I mean, good Lord, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, and uh, a whole lot of things have happened. And, yeah, we're going we gonna to have us a nice little conversation here. Because there was some positives and some negatives. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you all my opinion, my take on it. Uh, what happened in Tennessee. And then there was a court ruling that um, about something that we had talked about on here on the show as far as holding parents uh, responsible for their, those kids, children, that grown-ups that go and um, shoot up schools and things. So there was a court ruling on that. Uh, we have an update on the six-year-old from Virginia. And uh, what else are we at? Man, I don't know. I got so many notes sitting in front of me right now. We're just going to take them one at a time. <laughs> That's for sure. But anyway, thank you all for hanging in. I am your host, Mr. Talk. This is Let's Talk or The Talk. I forgot I changed the name. The Talk with Mr. Talk. But anyway, however, you're glad you're here with me, okay? Now, let me tell you how to be a part of the show. If you want to talk to me, comment, opinion, statement, hey, you just want to have a conversation, let me tell you how you can do that. The easiest way is just call me, 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletz, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. We are on all social media sites as Eric Let's Talk. So we're green, man. We, we really, really are green. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, and the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay. So now that I have all that out the way, um, I was gonna play another song, but you know what? I think I will not. <laughs> After the first one, it's hard to get another one that's gonna bang like that. Um, so my co-host P. Ross, uh, she'll be along here shortly, and. Uh, we give her um, unique insight into what's going on as well, as well as yours. Yeah. Because, you know, I, like I said, I, I like to hear what you have to say. Um, it doesn't have to agree with my thought process, but it's it's good to have a, 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 a opinion on things that's not uh, like others. That's how we grow. That's how we learn. Not this nonsense that uh, these other folk be doing around here. Shabaka, I see you. I see you. I'll get to you shortly. Okay? Um, so, yeah. So that's that's the way I feel about it. And I think what this country is really, really lacking right now is the appreciation, the appreciation of a different opinion, a different thought process. Now, it may be... Uh, different. However, it could um, be pointing toward the same solution. But sometimes we get so dang on stubborn, we don't want to hear any of that because we just stuck on our our little crazy way of thinking, and we think that is the only way to solve it. Well, I don't. Maybe, maybe not. But in some of these cases we had here with these shooters. I think there is there has to be something different. There has to be something different because uh, 
Can't keep having the same situation going over and over again. And then, oh, my, here we go again. And, of course, the same response, the prayers and the vigils and, yeah, and so forth. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But so, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's what we got going on, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and we we just, I don't understand it, man. I really, really don't. Mm, I really, really don't. Yeah. Okay, Shabaka, I hear you, man. But I bowl on Tuesday night, so but we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, cause I, I love to listen to and be on your show. So yeah. <laughs> Shabaka, Shabaka is one of my regulars, and he has his own show on Blog Talk as well. Grand Rising with Shabaka every Friday morning. 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 Mountain, 10 Central, 11 Eastern. Okay. All right. So y'all have a little time on Friday morning. Check out um, Shabaka's Black Experience. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'll be there, hopefully, if I don't have anything going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, he does have a show on Tuesday nights as well by the same name. So either way, Tuesday, Friday, Oh, listen to both of them. Why not? Listen to both of them. <laughs> yeah, listen to both of them. That's, that's, that, that'd be even better. Yeah, that'd be even better. Because what y'all understand, see, we, don't, we, we come out here and we, and we get on here and we start talking or what have you. We, we do it because we like doing it for you. You know what I mean? We, we like doing it for you. We like sharing um, experiences, opinions, and things like that nature, just like we like hearing about yours. Because sometimes y'all say some things, man, I'd be like, man, I never thought about that. Or I never thought about it that way. And he's like, yeah, let me let me go ahead and think about it that way. Oh, that's not a bad idea. And see, so I'm learning, you're learning, and we're all growing together. See, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? What is really wrong with that? I can't say as much because it's a good thing. Today, that is something we don't have. That's that's something we don't have going on right now. And that is a lot of the problems we're having during this period of time anyway, especially up in Tennessee. Man, (laughs) man, I tell you, I ain't going to say too much, though. But, um, yeah. With that being said, I'm trying to get my groove back, y'all. So work with me here a little bit. I may sound like I'm rambling, but I'm trying to get my groove back. I've been gone too long now. So we got to get it back together. Uh, so the parents, the parents, the parents, the parents of the Michigan school shooter. Y'all, y'all remember him down in Michigan? Um, Ethan Crumley will now face involuntary manslaughter charges. Okay, so that's the parents of the guy, the kid. Um, yeah, that's the one where four students died and two, two, or six others were injured in November of 2021 at Oxford High School. Yeah. So, and what makes that interesting? Uh, because the judge, the judge in there says some uh, a very, very interesting things, which basically came down to. Hey, if you know he had the capability and you know he could do it and you didn't do anything to stop it, 
Yeah, you just as responsible as he 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 is, or was, I guess you can say. Is, yeah, I think that's the one that's still living. <laughs> but yeah, so that that is an outstanding outstanding ruling by the uh, Michigan Supreme Court. Yeah, it was the Supreme Court. You ever you ever do take a lot of notes? And you have them organized, and then you go to look for them, and they don't seem to be in the right place. <laughs> and you just be shaking your head like, wait a minute, I had them in order. Now, what happened? And that's where I'm at right now. I'm looking for, for the article on it, and uh, for some reason, I cannot find it now. Mm, makes you wonder, makes you wonder. But, yeah. Uh so that's what the Michigan um, judge rule, I mean, uh, appeals court rule. And it was, like I said, it was a great thing, great, great thing. And um, I'm glad they have decided to start holding some of these parents uh, responsible because they, uh, they, they they get away with a lot when they know their, their child or significant other about is not that stable and about to do something deadly. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully it'll change something. I don't know how much it's going to change, but it's gonna, it, hopefully it changes something. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. What's another one we got? Oh, yeah. Y'all remember the one about the six-year-old child that shot his teacher? Well, and see, that's why the, 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 one, the story I just read you, that was why it, it is so important because now they have decided – to uh, charge the mother. Yeah, they, they've decided to charge the mother with, uh, and it's interesting because the charges, I'm like, okay, but nobody has said yet how the child came in possession of the firearm. Yeah. A grand jury returned two indictments charging Deja Taylor with felony child neglect and misdemeanor of recklessly leaving a loaded firearm as to endanger a child. Now, why is this interesting that all of a sudden they bring, um, they want to bring charges against her? Well, my theory is, well, the superintendent of the school <laughs> was fired, um, principal, assistant principal, you know, and all them being sued for $40 million, uh, alleged negligence, which, the way the story is being told right now, you have to agree with, yeah, it was definitely negligent on somebody's part. But I think that's another reason why they're beginning to, they're going after the mother now. Like, somebody got to pay for this. We, I mean, I know it was tragedy. It wasn't really tragic, and, but somebody's got to pay for this. So they're going, I, I believe that's why they're going after the mother. I, I really do. Um, And... You know, like I said before, the other interesting thing about this is no one has yet come up with how did the child get his hands on that weapon. Nobody's come up with that that answer yet. But now they want to charge the mother. Something's not adding up right here. Something is not adding up right. You know, and you, you shake your head like, good Lord, do they really do that kind of stuff? Yes, they do. (laughs) <laughs> it's the government. They can do what they want. That's what they tell you anyway. But, yeah, so those two, that's why I had to put those two together 
because the first one set the precedent. Now, the second one is a result of that first one, I'm sure. I'm sure the attorneys for the, the city, uh, uh, you know, went and checked that out. Yeah. They went and checked it out to make sure that there was a precedent set because they heard there was one. There was one. And, uh, yeah, so they decided to, oh, boom. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know, felony child neglect and misdemeanor of recklessly leaving a loaded weapon as to endanger a child. So if it was even in the lockbox, but it was loaded, that's her fault. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. We'll get <laughs> that's interesting right there. But before I go any further, man, I, I told y'all she'd be here. I told y'all she the heartbeat of the show and definitely the most intelligent one. And I'm glad she made it. Here she is, my one and only, my co-host, the one P. Ross. Talk to me, P. I'm glad you hang in there with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're talking about the school teacher and the and the shooting, and now the parents are being charged. With the other case that happened where the parents were charged because the, 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 the boy brought the shotgun to school or whatever it was and, mm-hmm. and killed all the people. Yeah, the, of course, yeah. we know there was a uh, we know there was a precedent that was going to be that was going to be set. But like you said, in the second case, the neglect just uh, allegedly wasn't on the part of the parent, but as well the part of the school, because if they truly searched those kids' backpacks, as they said, his backpack was searched, and they didn't see a gun. Okay, if it wasn't in his backpack, did y'all also search his person? Because I'm quite sure a six-year-old kid carrying a gun, you would find that on him. Somebody would have saw something. Somebody wasn't paying attention, or somebody lied about searching him and searching his backpack. You know, if if that was indeed the case, and if 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 in that that was indeed the 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 protocol, I think it was um, how you say trying to fix it after the horses got out of the corral. Oh, now you see if yep. loose. Now you trying to say, oh yeah, we searched the kids, we did this, we did that, when indeed that's not what happened. Y'all didn't search every kid because I don't believe there's any way that a six-year-old would have made it through security and made it all the way in the class with a real gun and no adult noticing it if if that child was truly searched upon coming into the school. Uh, it's, just a, it's just no logical way. You know, it's just no logical way. And furthermore... On the parent side, on the home side, number one, how did the six-year-old get into a lockbox that you say you locked away, you say you locked away, and he gets the key, know where the lockbox is, gets into the lockbox, and nobody in your house knows that? Hmm. hmm Exactly. Because as parents, we know. I mean, if we know when kids go in the kitchen and get into the cookie jar or the candy dish, so and we know that, 
how can we not see that something as important as a loaded weapon is out of place, that the lockbox is out of place, or that something has been tampered with? So what are well. you not paying attention to? What are you not paying attention to? Then my other question is, were there other were there other um children or adults in the house as well? Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, I know there's a father because uh, I remember mentioning um, the father in one of the articles. So, yeah, he there's a father there in the house, but I guess, well, he has a father, okay? <laughs> I, 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 either way, when he was in class, one of them was there with him, had to be there with him. Right. So, yeah, so. I can't say whether they were um, actually <laughs> living, cohabitating together or living together, however you want to say it, married or what have you, but there was a father. There is a father in the picture. Okay, yeah. well, apparently he's not in the house because apparently they only ch- uh, charging the mom. The, the the mom is the one that is being, that is being charged now, whether it right. was because it was her gun or she was the only adult in the house. Mm. It says nothing about the father. Mm, nothing. Well, that's a whole another conversation in itself. I can really hear the conversation on that. Well, why why he ain't get charged too? Hmm. Good, good, good point there. You know, and and they still saying that, you know, it was in his backpack. Okay, if y'all searched his backpack, how in the world did he get down the hallway to the classroom? And I don't, it doesn't say what time of day that this happened, whether it was morning or afternoon. But right. he went whatever extended period of time with this gun in his backpack, and no adult, no person saw it. Now, I know in the original report, they said that some of the kids said that he had a gun. Right. Um, um, how come those children weren't taken seriously? That's the other thing. Because um, they do. They would know, don't, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Especially with the epidemic of school uh, school shootings going on, and then the fact that there was supposed to be a heightened uh, uh, security alert. Hmm. So you mean to tell me a child um, tells you that, or tells you that little Johnny got a gun, and you're gonna tell him to go go back to his seat and get and get his work done? <laughs> Not this day and time. Not this day and time. No, it just would be asinine to do. Whether that child was playing, okay, if that child was lying and he was playing just to get attention, okay, deal, deal with that. But I would think that the mindset, because so much of this has been happening on almost a week-to-week basis, you don't take anything for granted. Right. You know, just like they do with bomb threat. People call in a bomb threat, what do they do? They evacuate that building. They evacuate that place. And if mm-hmm. they find a bomb, they find a bomb. If they don't, they don't. But, you know, uh, um, caution is not laid to the wind when those things happen. 
So if the students told you, hey, little Johnny got a gun and, and you ignored it, yeah, you got some accountability too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just and like I- it says, there were failures in accountability at multiple levels. Multiple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that that that's the concern. Very much so. I agree. You know, going back to the one up top we was talking about where those parents were being uh, charged with manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, involuntary manslaughter. <laughs> This is yeah, this is yeah. This is what the judge had to say. The defendants were actively involved in um, what's the boy name again? I forgot. Just that fast. Ethan. E, they, on here says E C S, but Ethan Comey's mental health state remaining untreated provided him with the weapon used to kill the victim victims and refused to remove him from the situation that led directly to the shootings. Okay. He went on to say, despite their knowledge of all the circumstances, <laughs> oh, when given the option to help EC and take him out of school, defendants did nothing. They did not take EC home and get him immediate medical help nor did they call school officials about EC's history of mental health issues. Defendants neither asked EC if he had the gun with him, nor did they look in his backpack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So in that case, yeah, they should have been charged. They they have they should have been charged. Yeah, that was from the judge, one of the judges. Yeah, and I see. And apparently, when the when the prosecutor laid out the timeline, she said that on November sixth, the father buys the gun mm. on Black Friday. <laughs> uh-huh. And his son, it says that his son was with him when he bought it. Now you know this child. Got mental health issues. Why are you taking them to a gun store in the first place? Right. Why are you doing that? Why? But that's what uh, <laughs> that's what they do. And then his mom posted something about his 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 new Christmas present. I don't know if that was the gun or whatever, but apparently. On uh, Thanksgiving, on the 27th, she posted on social media, Mom and Sunday, testing out his new Christmas present. (laughs) Oh, wow. And who in their right mind gives someone mental health issues or maybe anger issues or what have you, because they don't really specify what his issues were, just that he had mental health issues. And you buy him a gun. There's a loss of sanity there somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> and, then, and then the day before the shooting, it says that his teachers saw him looking online for ammunition in his phone. 
Then mm-hmm. she reported it like she was supposed to do, and they left his mom a voicemail saying, um, listen, your son was looking for ammunition online. She did not reply. Then they sent an email to her mm. and to both of his parents, and they didn't say anything. Wow. Then her reply to her son, she texted him, LOL, uh-huh. I'm not, she said, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? I, I see, I see why they were charged. I see why they were charged. Because you, you, <laughs> you an accomplice to this crime. Whether voluntary or involuntary, you have to learn not to get caught. That's what you say to your child, and mm. you just got emails from the teacher, the school, at, saying that your child, you just bought him this nine millimeter gun, and supposedly as a Christmas present. Now he is in school looking for ammunition. There's no signs, get, no red flags anywhere, huh? And, it, 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 they ignored them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you, well, and you know. Then he, and then he drawing pictures of people being shot. And my, then, my, my. And, then, and then he got a laughing emoji. A laughing emoji, I mean. Then yeah. under that, he wrote a note talking about my life is useless and the world is dead. <laughs> so he all signs. No, that was a child. That was our boy being his boy. You know, that's what we taught them. You yeah. know, and then by the time his parents got there, he had done altered the drawing. Um. He changed it. He changed it. Um, he altered, it says, he altered the gun drawing, the bloody figure, and the words, help me, my life is useless, the world is dead, and blood everywhere had been scratched out. Wow. Then the school ordered his parents to get counseling for their son within 48 hours. They didn't ask about the gun. They didn't expect inspect his backpack for it, which he had with him at the time. Now they're saying, mm. uh, and they and they didn't want to take him out of school. They left without him and let him return to the classroom. Now, see, that's the fault of the school and the parents because they didn't want to take him, but as a threat, and you're telling me. To get uh, uh, mental health counseling for my son within 48 hours? No, you need to leave with your child. Because until you get help, he won't be able to come back here. Yeah, exactly. See? And then that same day. The same day? The same day. Yep, just before 1 p.m. that day. School surveillance cameras show Ethan Cromley with a backpack and a minute later exiting the bathroom without it, 
and with a gun in his hand, according to the prosecutor, Mark Keith. Ooh. Yeah, See, they got so, you on that one. He said he began firing outside the bathroom, proceeding down the hallway at a methodical pace, shooting inside classrooms and at students who hadn't escaped. <clears throat> and then at 1.22 p.m., his mom, Jennifer, texted her son, Ethan, don't do it. Say, don't do it, Ethan. So at 2 o'clock. So apparent at one twenty two, this was one o'clock. That same day, they whatever time they met with their son in that office at one o'clock, he already had a plan that he was finna shoot some people. Mm-mm. Then that's at one twenty two when his mom said don't do it. Mm. And she, and it says, but at that point four students had already been fatally wounded and six injured and her son had surrendered to law enforcement. At one thirty seven PM, James Crumbly called nine one one saying a gun was missing from his house and they believed the son may be the shooter. The gun mm. had been stored unlocked in a drawer in James and Jennifer's bedroom. Okay. <laughs> you went to the school that morning. They told break it you, on down. Break it on down now. Go ahead. They, they told you your son needed mental health counseling with forty and within forty eight hours. You saw the drawing. You saw all of this stuff, and you chose to leave him at school. And the authority people who were in authority at the school agreed with you that he could stay in school. Had they sent him home, this probably would have never happened. Had they said, no, he can't come back until you get him some counseling. Again, I said, in this day and time, you cannot throw caution to the wind. You can give these types of situations benefit of the doubt. You have to err on the side of caution so that you ensure that the rest of the people, the innocent people that are there, that they don't get shot, killed just just for going about their day because somebody pissed off mad or got upset because they was confronted about what, that what they were what they were doing was wrong because they couldn't take correction or they seriously have mental health issues that they're not going to hit anybody in authority. So take your child. And go get him help. Mm. But no, everybody want to believe, okay, he's all right. No, he's not all right. And contrary to popular belief, you knew that. This is not new to you. I believe that that when these things happen, it is not a spur of the moment thing. Because number one, like he, he was looking, he, the day before, he was looking for ammunition. That was a sign right there. Shouldn't have been allowed back into school until he got some help. His parents Amen. didn't respond. His parents didn't respond. They didn't take it that seriously. But you know within your heart that something was wrong with your child, and apparently your child must have texted you in the first place and told you what he was going to do because you texted him and said, don't do it. And then apparently... 
you went to your husband and told him that you think Ethan had Ethan. No, not that you think. You know he has the gun because at one thirty-seven, at one thirty-seven p.m. after people already dead and he and already start shooting up people, you want to call nine one one talking about you think your son is the shooter. You didn't think your son was a shooter. You knew your son was a shooter. And you knew the gun was missing because your wife came to you and showed you the text message that he texted to you, probably telling you what he was going to do because he had to tell, he had to say what he was getting ready to do because you said, Ethan, don't do it. Who texts a message like that if you're not being aware of an action that somebody is about to take? That's so logical. That makes a whole lot of sense. When When I hear you say it, that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, so so don't try to act like, well, we didn't know you're lying, and you should have, and you should be charged because you knew, and you knew your son had issues, and you all on social media or whatever posting with him with 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 his with his new new gift, and you tell him that 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 uh, next time don't get caught. Like it's okay, you're in school looking for ammunition for a gun. Instead of questioning, like, okay, why are you in school looking for ammunition for a gun? What are you planning? What are you doing? Nobody asked mm. the necessary questions. Mm. You're they right. They didn't take it. They didn't take it seriously enough. And as I said, in this in in, in this climate of of school shooting and and senseless killings, you don't neglect to ask those types of questions. You don't neglect to take the necessary precautions. So yeah, they should have been charged. <laughs> okay, now see that's what I'm talking about. Okay, and, and you know what? I agree with you, especially especially after hearing you present it. That way, and I mean, with the evidence, yeah, I'm charging you. You're lucky that's all you got was involuntary manslaughter, but that's probably all the law could get them for. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you, P. I hear you. All right, you ready to take some calls? Because we got some hands up in the in, on the switchboard. They, they've been waiting on us, P. They've okay. been waiting. All right, let's so <laughs> let's go. Let's get uh, area code 323. Welcome to the show. Who I have here? Uh, okay, you have Shabaka saying, Corey, uh, Mr. Talk, thank you so very, very much for allowing me to be on your, your show. This is Shabaka saying, Corey, executive producer of the podcast about Black Experience Enhanced. We come on Tuesday nights, as you know, also, too. Uh, every Friday, we're doing Grand Rising with Shabaka. Uh, tomorrow, which will be at, uh, uh, let me see, 8 a.m. here in Pacific time zone, 9 a.m. in the mountain time zone, 11 a.m. in the central time zone, no, 10 a.m. in the central time zone, and 11 a.m. in the central time zone. Okay, first place, uh, you would need a warrant to search the child's backpack, number one. Number two. Okay. Okay, please let me finish. Please let me finish. Okay. Number two, okay, the gun should have been secured in the lockbox. Where was the key to the lockbox? And, yes, they are right to charge the parent for neglect on that. And plus that, why did the child have knowledge of where the lockbox was located? It's because I've had firearms myself over the course of my lifetime, but I always kept them hidden, and I was the only one who knew where they were. Okay, number three on that. Second of all, 
is that with these rash of shootings that's gone on across the country or Rick and House and, and Bill and Wilk and all that old type of garbage, and then you got the dump uh, propagating his garbage, you know what I'm saying? And no, he will not be convicted. Then you got that governor down there with the panties on there, you know, about critical race theory and all this old type of garbage. This is the more reason that we need to homeschool our children and get them away from these public indoctrination centers, okay, straight out, okay? Uh, public school ain't working. And plus that is putting black children at the highest uh, risk because all you got to do is accuse of a black child of a crime, you know, he, he gets jacked up. Then I look at a video of uh, a girl with a chair hits her in the head. The parent doesn't do nothing. And then just to show how arrogant white America is getting with us on a collective basis, there's two black lifeguards that was up on Twitter, and I shared it on Facebook. It was beautiful. The lifeguards is dealing with this intoxicated person at the swimming pool, so they asked him to leave. Okay, so the drunk, you know, he hits one of the lifeguards, you know, twice. And so then a lifeguard, being younger than he was, responded with a picture-perfect white cross and laid him out, toes pointing north, you know, eyes shut. That's what his drunk ass gets, okay? So basically what's going on now is this fervor of this violence that you have that's going across the country, particularly with the dump these white supremacists talking about Second Amendment, but they want to sit up there and disarm us. Now, California, as you know, Mr. Talk, uh, had banned uh, the carrying of firearms in the state of California, open carry. If you travel with the firearm in your vehicle, the weapon and the ammo must be separated, and you know what organization that was against, and I'm sure Sarge right here will agree with me on that because yeah. Sarge, he came on our show the last time and we love Sarge. But Mr. Talk, they own Sarge. Oh, did they own Sarge on our last episode of Shabbat Black Experience and Ant. So that's the concern right there. And mm -hmm. putting all, you know, BS aside, you know, getting into cereal. So and when children start reaching a certain age where they're going to be out in society, they should be properly trained with firearms and firearm safety. It's because just like when you had this fool here in Las Vegas that was shooting up the airport, you know, from the uh, Mandalay Bay, okay? Yeah, Wouldn't it have been yeah, great if the public would have returned fire on that man and that was stalwart, that type of crap, just like with Dylan Roof down there in South Carolina a few years back. If they would have returned fire on him, man, you see, that's going to make a whole lot of these fools think twice. You see, in, <laughs> in regard to that, you know, that, that's all I'm saying, though. So, uh, I mean, uh, Mr. Talk, because I'm from Los Angeles, you know, where you have a oh, okay. police department and what have you, Daryl Gates, what have you, you know, O.J. Simpson, Rodney King, Eula Love, Johnny Cochran, the whole nine yards, you know what I mean? But yeah. on that, but also, too, uh, another issue uh, that uh, I want to address, if I may, Mr. Talk, is all the shadow banning that they are doing on social media. They shadow ban my podcast. They shadow ban, you know, various other people that do not embrace a certain agenda, such as the current vice president of the United States goes to God. 
Africana, West Africa. And it's going mm-hmm. there with an alphabetized agenda. And off the mm-hmm. research and studies that I've done over the course of my lifetime, it is very, very prohibitive in their cultures there with that. It's because life is only uh, created between a union of man and woman, not two dudes doing each other up to behind. You see what I'm saying? Take it to Greece. Okay. Take it to I'm Europe. Take, uh, uh, yeah, take it to Denmark, you know, take it to where those the savages and the Neanderthals are because they're still human anyway. And then the school system teaches us to hate ourselves. Hollywood uh, will sit up there, project the image of black men, he's feminized, number one, also to degrading black women, which is a severe no-no. So basically... Well, we have to look at, to put the crux of it in, uh, Mr. Talker. Dr. King said it himself, man, before he was assassinated. Integration was a burning house for our people. And then when another organization that originated in Oakland, California, as you know of, that emphasized the Second Amendment for self-defense, they were labeled terrorists at the federal level. But however, those, we got those are facts. the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, then, uh, uh, let's see, then an old raggedy former governor of Carolina who's running for uh, president. What's her name? Carolee, Kyrie, or, or some garbage. And then the dude, you know, with the panties down in Florida. I don't call them the sanders. That's the panties. Uh, take out, <laughs> uh, you know, black knowledge all in the school system. So, therefore, we could sit up here and be a bunch of ass. Yeah, you got the You the bottom you See, that's the mentality <laughs> so, uh, uh, that they want, you know, and it's so sad, you know, that, that uh, you would cry. I, I got to laugh to keep from crying, as you know. And then also, too, Mr. Talking yesterday, great state of Texas, open carry. You know what I'm saying? They have uh-huh. little crime rates there, don't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like in Idaho. <laughs> no. Just like in Montana. No, they don't. No. They don't, Mr. Talk. No. Right, well, now, wait a minute. Now, yeah, Texas can get a little bit wild there at times. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they can get a little bit wild. Yeah, you, mm. yeah, you, you got a point on that there, Mr. Talk. You see? <laughs> so what it is, uh, you know, is that we got to get our children out of these public indoctrination centers, okay, homeschool our children. We've got the technology to do it, but we really severely need to regulate this technology is because uh, the musky dudes, are, so he's musk, so I'm just going to call him the musky boy. And then Bezos the clown, they want to play space cowboy with all of this. Bill Gates, according to Dr. Umar Johnson, recently is going to have uh, some type of modification in agricultural land. It's because he's buying up all the farmland. You see, they're trying to exterminate us, Mr. Talk. You see what I'm saying? They're trying to exterminate black people, as Professor P.L.O. Lumumba has uh, mentioned so many times, you know, on his presentation. They don't want us having knowledge of what happened to Patrice Lumumba. They don't want us having knowledge of what happened to Emmett Till yet. Emmett Till, let me say this right here. Carolyn Bryant, I don't care if she's 98 years old, they need to go arrest the cook and fuck her ass and throw her to the county jail and then charge her as an accessory to murder. In regard to Emmett Till. Okay, Okay, Carolyn Bryant. And the same part about Mr. Talk, as you know, on a plantation system, the white girl will tell the brother, hey, well, you better come do it to me. I'm going to tell the rape and slave trade and pedophile. 
that you rape me, and only Lord knows what's going to happen to him. The panties is talking about, well, it makes whites feel uncomfortable when you talk about critical race theory, which is a collegiate term, you know, for, for graduate work. Also, too, look at all those photographs of where they had the picnics, you know what I'm saying, where they'll get together, have food, and the picnic was, you know, we're going to lynch this Negro for entertainment. They'll stand around and laugh. Then they will burn him alive. Now, I'm quite sure them brothers were very, very uncomfortable, Mr. Talk. So I could <laughs> care less about the panty. I could mm. care less about the dog. Uh, see, now let me tell you something, Mr. Talk. In South Central L.A., there's an old saying, never apologize for how he honestly feels. The dump does not apologize for how he honestly feels. Now, you got this senile, crapping in the pants, oh, hiding vice who brought you mass incarceration under the uh, federal crime bill signed by Bill Clinton, you know, locking up all the dope heads, right? But look at Biden's son, one of the biggest dope things going. So when does he get 25 to life? Mr. Talk. Say that again, 25 to life. Yes, sir. Yeah, because under the federal crime bill, you know, the, the people who was there arrested for the narcotics, they were doing 25 to life. Oh, yeah. So there was traffic in the stuff like that. So Hunter Biden, you know, he's going all over being a pedophile, even taking pictures of him doing this stuff, you know. So when is the FBI or any law enforcement agency, and I'm sure Starr's got the answer for that, Okay, when they're going to hook them and book them in, have them walk the concrete, go in there, strip ass naked in front of a bunch of men, you know what I'm saying, bend over, spread your cheeks, and get his county blues on and his jumpsuit on. So, you know, when is that going to happen to uh, Hunter Biden? Well, we know that's not going to happen to Hunter Biden. Just like nothing's going to happen to Trump's children. None none, none of that's going to happen. Precisely my point, Mr. Talk. You know what I'm saying? That is precisely my point. You see, so as uh, Dr. Uh, Malik Zubashabaz has stated years ago, maybe it is time for economical type of uh, separation, a cultural separation, because let's face it, man, integration didn't work. Okay, you got the ass crashes, the the bosses talking about how much they love Mac Charlie, but they will sit there and spit and hate on their own culture, the great cultures of where we come from. We gave the world the pyramids, we gave the world navigation, we gave the world the sciences. Look at Dr. Charles Jew in North Carolina who came up there with blood plasma to save the lives of GIs in World War II. And what happened to Charles Drew? He gets in an auto accident, they wouldn't even allow him into the hospital because he was black. Also, too, let's look at another uh, brilliant man by the name of Paul Williams, who was an architect. He was Los Angeles' first black architect. He designed one, wanted to make a hotel there in Beverly Hills. He designed homes for Frank Sinatra, Lucille Ball, a couple of uh, structures out there at LAX. I don't know if you've ever been to Los Angeles International Airport, but there's a world-famous structure there that he designed, but he couldn't even get off into the neighborhood. And keep in mind, Mr. Talk, and I'm sure stars will agree, and he never gave me a straight answer on my show, so he might give you one on your show. Could not even be in Hollywood, man, prior to 1964. You know what I'm saying? And if you got jacked up by the LAPD, man, you better have a very, very good doggone reason of why your black behind is up there, and you better have been somebody's brother or somebody's mate. So, therefore, yep. young man who went up there and shot up the school, Dylan Brooks and all the girls 
with me okay. being an old bastard, man. I'm on my way out. And I'm just talking about the generation after mine because the folks queen mother side of Shakur. I cannot go before the ancestors with my head held high if I did not relay the truth to the next generation of what I've been doing with it. Look at the heavyweight champion, Muhammad Ali. He gave up his prime years. You see what I'm saying? You know, and just like he said, hey, ain't no big Kong ever called me a nigga. Ain't no big Kong ever wake up women. Ain't no big Kong ever kill our babies. A lot of Americans did that. That's who my enemy is. I posted that up there on Facebook. They banned me for 30 days. Another thing about the shadow <laughs> banning above Facebook. You see, because they got a hidden agenda, Zuckerberg, uh, uh, the musky dude, or musk with the Tweety Bird up there, and old Bezos, <laughs> and they want to play space cowboys. Fusion going on for the next time that them jokers get on that spaceship. What they need to do is set that sucker man for the direct course to the sun one way. <laughs> and let him go perish. Okay. No, seriously, because right. I don't have no regard for Bezos and Musk and Zuckerberg. They got too much daggone money, man. You got too many homeless people out here. You got too many homeless children about here, and the majority of them are our people. And by the way, the city of Los Angeles, oh, yes, Karen Bass, you and your garbage. So what Karen Bass did, she went to one of LA's most visited places besides Hollywood, which is Venice Beach. You had homeless encampments all up and down the Venice boardwalk, okay? So she goes out there with the lap dogs and the Department of Sanitation and just simply trashes the people's personal possessions. Now, those are their personal possessions. Now, if they're standing there under California state law and someone comes there and takes it in their presence, that's robbery, you see? So later, mm-hmm. I can't fast. You see what I'm saying? Later for any of these coon, black-ass, Uncle Tom, ass-scratching politicians who are serving everybody else's interests and not ours. Mm. Yeah. Uncle Tim, Scott, Herschel Walker, you know what I'm saying? House Negro, uh, Adams over there in uh, New York City, you know what I'm saying? Uh, The other time they just elected for the mayor of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? You know, Lori Lightfoot didn't do nothing for black folks right there. You see what I mean? You know. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yes, sir. And it's up to us to take care of ourselves. This is not racial hatred, man. This is not bigotry, man. What this is is our self-preservation. Now, let's look at Sister Harriet Tubman. We all know about Sister Harriet at the Underground Railroad. How many of them big old six foot nine slaves you could pick up twenty five houses were sitting up there scared to death when Sister Harriet said, Once you get on this train, man, ain't no going back and then a few room with Miss Harriet, we can't be, you know, Matt show big big us, you know, boss we sit and Sister Harriet will level that street sweeper and she will go to lock and and uh both barrels on them says, Look, fool, uh this train is leaving like within about the next thirty seconds. You either whip this train or get not and you got like about 10 seconds to make up your mind. So I'm right. quite sure Sister Harriet had to kick a whole bunch of them fools off the planet. You see, <laughs> so this is the problem right. with the public indoctrination centers, Mr. Talk. I'm talking about even all the way from the elementary to the collegiate uh, level, because look at Dr. Carter G. Woodson, you know, the miseducation of the Negro. And these crappers come out there and say, I don't want to actually burst discrimination. Oh, we're all the same. No, we're not all the same. 
And I invite any of them, Mr. Talk, in about three weeks to come out here to Las Vegas, Nevada. Be about 102 degrees. Uh, but they have yeah. to leave their sunscreen at home, and they can sit with me here in the desert, Mr. Talk, say for about <laughs> a good couple of hours. But I have to know what type of first aid we must administer to you so when you start being reptilian and you stuff blistering and all that, what medical treatment can we give to you until the paramedics arrive? Because we're not going to leave you out there, although you leave us out there. After all, yeah. these people were feeding our babies to alligators. That's all history. Time. Yeah, that's yes, all sir. history right Tom, there. I would never and, go into the South again. I went through it. People are challenging <laughs> me. Well, I should buy the black expense, man. When are you going to go through the South? Blah, blah, blah. I went through the South. I kept hearing that song. Strange fruit, my Philly holiday. I was scared to death. I must admit, driving them roads in the middle of the night, going through Louisiana and Mississippi and, and Alabama. Okay. And Chewbacca. Chewbacca, my brother. Yes. You, you're giving out some good yes. information, man, but I got to continue with the show now. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but you, I mean, everything you said, you know, majority makes sense. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. You you yes. didn't say too much yeah. that was, you know, not right. <laughs> but let me go on and get this next right. call in. And um, thank you for absolutely. hanging out with me today. Oh, All yeah, right. man, I'm gonna hang with you to the end, man. Yeah, because I'm right. working thank late you. today, man. So I'm gonna start late. So so I'm still with you, Mr. Talk. All right, thank you, Shabaka. All right, let's see. Next on the list, uh, one, 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 one. Talk to me. You got Mr. Talk here. Brother Mr. Talk, what's yeah. up? It's Sarge How you doing, boss man? I'm doing fine, Sarge. You know, all right, turn your <laughs> volume down or something. You hurt my ears. You yelling already. We we have Oh, no, no, talking. I'm not yelling already. I just got, I just got, I'm sorry, man. I've always had these powerful lungs, and they just come out that way. I got to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> you know, but look, okay. but look here, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, first of all, let me just say that you know I'm 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 really glad you're covering these topics today. I like what I've heard, but before I do, it's good to hear Brother Shabaka. I'm gonna see him tomorrow on his show, but I just like him to know, that with absolute certainty, it is not even conceivable, possible, or even imaginable that I can ever be owned in any rhetorical fashion by anyone if I am allowed to turn the full firepower of my intellect upon them. I am invincible. I'm like Muhammad Ali. I float like a okay. butterfly, sting right. like a bee. You, you can't lay right. a rhetorical you finger on sorry, me. Sarge, Sarge, you made your point. Come on now. Let's go. All right. Now, here's All what right. I but look, I am gratified to see. I am gratified to see that... Uh, this discussion about gun control is actually focusing on the people who may or who actually do bear responsibility for the atrocity and the crime that's committed. I am grateful to see that occurring. That is where the discussion needs to happen instead of the general universe of gun owners who are law-abiding and pose no threat to anyone, provided they are not in imminent threat of death or serious bodily harm from an unlawful assailant. And to illustrate that, and to take it into my own account, uh-huh. uh, you know, I have a, a, I have a small community of guns living in my home. Okay. They reside with me. I am their owner. I'm even their slave master, I think you might be able to say, because I own them completely. They are completely under my control. 
But I was concerned about this That's issue of gun do. violence, how they reflect on them. And I wanted to talk to them about this issue of violent guns. So I sat them down and I had a conference with them. And uh-huh. I wanted to test them to see where their minds were at. So I asked them, I said, you know, there's a lot of people in this country who need shooting. They actually need to be shot. What do you think about it if I was to ask you guys to go out and just start plugging these people just on site, all these folks in need shooting? And they looked at me and they said, Master, you know, I, w- I, w- I shouldn't do that. I will do your bidding because I am your slave. But you shouldn't do that, and we prefer you use some other gun to commit such a crime. And I was rather impressed by that. I thought they were responsible members of the gun community, and I think they should be considered too. What? Well, you 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 don't think that uh, you know uh, guns have an identity? The identity of the person that's holding them. I mean, you don't you don't think that's possible? I mean, we worship Mother Earth, don't we? Mother Earth has an identity, and they got people out there worship the environment, and Mother Earth, and trees and rocks and everything else. <laughs> oh, so I think gun has more personality than a rock. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm to Look, the bottom line here, Mr. Talk, is is that none of my guns were willing to commit violence on their own. They told me explicitly they would not do it unless I forced them to. Okay. And I think we should take that into consideration rather than just condemning guns outright. I don't think that's fair. Do you? With you putting it that way? Okay, Sarge. Yeah, I got you. Okay, good. I, 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 I was I, just saying that. Yeah. Good. I was Clarity and agreement. That. Good. Right. Good. Clarity yeah. and that, agreement. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, now you, look, you, here's you, the you, thing, you, though, man. Now, we have these discussions all the time. And like I say, what, you, what I heard when I tuned into the show here was a discussion that directly dealt with those who bear the responsibility, which, after all, is a tiny percentage of the people who own the 400 or so million guns in private hands in the United States. Let me think that again now, folks. 400 million firearms privately owned in the hands of citizens in the United States. If they were even a significant portion of them were a problem with those guns, this nation would be ungovernable. Okay, uh, you know what, Sarge? That's, I, I, I agree with that too. However, well, like you said, we was talking about it earlier. What about those that aren't responsible? And well, well, but we we, well, we were discussing that, see, that earlier. That's why I'm, what point I'm making? The point I'm hearing on this show. You are focusing the problem where it belongs, in these small areas and communities where this is rampant. It is not throughout the United States. Has has been proven by studies. Most of the counties in the United States don't even have one homicide a year. And out of the rest of them, about, uh, uh, again, the majority of them have less than three or four a year. It is concentrated in about 15% of the, of the communities, counties in the United States. It is not a nationwide problem. No matter how much they try to convince that it is, it is not true. It is not borne out by any facts or studies. It is simple demagoguery to suggest otherwise. And that suggestion would be what, Sarge? Okay, again, to focus the problem where the problem belongs. Those who are criminals, recidivist criminals, people who display patently, manifestly, objectively uh, uh, proven 
by means of objective criteria, signs of mental illness that indicate they are a danger to themselves or others, and upon those people, the actions should be concentrated. Not on the universe of people who own firearms lawfully. Okay. And show no right. indication so, of them unlawfully. So basically what you're saying, we don't need a one-law-fits-all type of thing. No. For sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think that has been borne out by facts. I mean, I, I know it. I know this seems rather hard to believe, but I mean, we have to keep repeating it because it bears repeating. Criminals do not obey laws. A felon is prohibited from legally owning a firearm, yet they do it anyway. And hey, Maggie, well, hold, you know, I, you, I, I think that's part of the argument. I think that's part of the argument right there, Sarge, is how they're continuously getting their hands on these weapons so easily. Uh, how do they continually get their hands on totally illegal drugs like cocaine and fentanyl? Well, fentanyl is not illegal if you've got a prescription, but forget fentanyl. Cocaine is illegal everywhere in the United States unless you're a researcher, okay? Heroin is illegal unless you're a medical professional or a researcher. You know, um, all of these drugs are illegal, yet criminals, not only do they, have to, do they keep getting them, they have to keep renewing them after their supply is exhausted. How do they do it? How do they do it? It's illegal everywhere. Not just restricted or regulated, illegal. The answer is because they are criminals, and they will always be, and there is no way you will stop a criminal from doing it. All you can do is punish them when you catch them. Okay. That's no, again, so, that, so again, so the thing of it is... That's if you catch them. Well, what and are you going to do? Are you going to punish the innocent because you can't catch the guilty? So, yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even yeah. arguing that. Go ahead, boss. You know, the, you. The, the thing is, the, the thing is, right, you know, um, everybody has a right. Everybody supposedly, except felons, are those who have been deemed not um, able to legally obtain a gun, can get a gun. They can get a gun permit. Here in Florida, they're talking about doing the open carry um, thing now. Uh, However, everybody who can get a gun, like you said, is not necessarily, um, for lack of a better word, mentally responsible for that gun, your gun, no gun, like you said, which was a was an excellent metaphor you used, uh, is going to get up and just go shoot a bunch of people. It's the person who owns the gun, or the people who access who have access to that person's gun. It's when those people are not held accountable or given a pass. Well, here's the thing that I'm, I'm glad you just said that last thing. People who are are uh, uh, are not held accountable for the crimes they commit with guns. I was a police officer 23 years in Cook County, in Chicago, mostly. Most of my career spent working in Cook County, in Chicago, and I made numerous arrests of felons with guns, dozens over 23 years. And one of the first charges the state's attorney would drop as a uh, in a plea bargain because most of the cases were settled with a plea bargain. Because most of these guys were three-time losers. And they would plea bargain the case down to get a lesser sentence because they knew they were going to get convicted if they went to jury trial. So they just went in and took the plea. That's standard for most of these felons you bust. They take a plea because they didn't want to get the max. 
And one mm-hmm. of the first charges they would toss out for recidivist felons who already prohibited firearms possessions was the gun charges. They toss them. And it, it is really interesting for you to consider that um, the Supreme Court has ruled that a criminal cannot be required constitutionally to comply with gun registration laws. Why? Because he would be incriminating himself if he did. And by the way, I agree with that uh, uh, ruling by the Supreme Court. No one could, can be required by law to incriminate themselves voluntarily. So registration laws only apply to guess who? The law-abiding. They don't apply to criminals. They can't be enforced against criminals. Yes, you can get them for illegal possession, but you can't get them for failure to register. I think that is eye-opening. That is illuminating. People should consider these things when they talk about these laws. Wow. Okay. You're making sense to me. You're making a whole lot of sense. You know, but for those criminals, mentally unstable, that happen to get their hands on weapons, how do we protect our children in school? Huh? How do we do it? Is it the locked doors? Is it drills after drill after drill? Is it allowing teachers to carry weapons inside the school? Um, is it security guards? How do we do it? How, how do we do it besides the normal, besides the, what, the normal things I just yelled that most um, legislatures and governors agree, agree upon? That's it. That, well, that, that goes what, on things there. So how, how do we protect our children? Well, here's what we do. We have to weigh a balance between protecting what I would consider most people would consider the most valuable thing of all, our progeny, our children, at least with as much uh, acumen and as much consideration as we do for jewelry. And I would think we would have comparable, if not identical, methods in place to protect them. I would now, again, this is a balancing act because they are children. You don't want to unduly cause them to be paranoid or anxious. So you have to walk a balancing tightrope. But the answer to your question is basically, Mr. Talk, all of the above. And whatever it takes for as long as it takes to ensure their safety, whatever it takes. I've learned one thing my career in the armed forces and a police officer taught me, that every defense is layered. Every defense consists of not just one thing. Like when you set up a defensive perimeter, you don't just rely on barbed wire or minefields or observation posts or interlocking fields of machine gun fire or patrols or whatever. It's a layer. It's comprehensive of as many things as you can put together to foil the attack. And the same thing goes with a school, a comprehensive, multi-layered effort to protect the school that at some point they complement each other and you're likely to intercept it and or prevent it or at least mitigate it if and when it occurs. So that is the answer to the question. Or else we decide that our children are not as important as jewelry. I would prefer to think they're at least that important. And whatever it takes to protect them should be done because we're not going to do it, I can bloody well guarantee you, by any gun control that you can imagine. Uh, I agree with the last part. I sure do. Because I don't think there's any any really 
concrete thing they can do to stop. I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. Um, so protect our children. Protect our yeah. children by whatever means is necessary. A multi-layer but, but see, defense. Multi-layer is always best. But see, here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. That's exactly what um, those three people down in Tennessee were trying to get a point, get their point across. You know, we need more. We have this, but we need more. But yet, one thing that you know, the, these legislatures want to do is what continue with the same old status quo rigmarole. But it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so why why are we continuing to, to to do the same thing over and over and over again? Now, okay. of course, the way they went about it, nah. I mean, it wasn't violent. They just went in the middle of the at the well, as they call it, and um, you know, led a protest. Had well, two had a bullhorn, the other one just stood there, and you know that that was interesting in itself. But the problem was nobody was listening. Nobody could care less, and that's what led up to that that protest right there. Um, so yeah. That's, well, what, that's all the they thing were trying is to for say. Me, Mr. Dog, here's the thing huh? for me, Mr. Look here. Whenever but, any legislator or politician starts talking about a law, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, whether I agree with it, don't agree with it, or whatever, the first thing I do when they present, and I don't care if it's a dog leash law, the first thing I do is look at the Constitution of the United States. That's the supreme law of the land, over and above every, even the police power is subordinate to the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States enumerates Man. the limits of authority of the police power. Okay? So that's where you got to start, what the Constitution says. we got the Constitution, what it says. We've got the Second Amendment. we got what the Supreme Court has said. And the Heller decision, the McDonald decision, the Bruin decision. It's clear. It's not a subordinate civil right or right to any of the other civil rights. It's exactly worthy of as much protection as the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, the Eighth Amendment. They're all worthy of equal protection. It's not a secondary right. Right to vote is every bit as important as that. And they said anything must be considered in that light. Now, having said that, thank you because you, you was all in left field. Now, go ahead, come on. No, I wasn't in left field. I'm saying that you know I hear all kind of I see all kind of uh, solutions being proposed that are not consonant with the Constitution. That means they are unconstitutional, null and void. Of course, it might take them going before a court to determine that. That might take years. In the meantime, you're left what? with years of unconstitutional law. Such as what? So, Such as rather what? than do that, rather than do that, I would propose first to not look at a law that's going to be deemed to be unconstitutional, thrown out anyway, and everybody gets all the false hopes up. I'd rather get something that's both constitutional and effective. I think that is infinitely more important. So what do we do? Well, yeah, what do we take do? Take the case of Tennessee. You just cited the case of the Tennessee legislature and what they did. What did they do? Right. Had a bunch of howling banshees running up the thing, creating literally an insurrection, literally shutting down the business of the legislature in the chambers of Tennessee, aided and abetted by three crazy, demented legislators. All right, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Wait, stop, 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 before you go any further. Oh, my brother, before you go any further, stop. All right? Because, <laughs> number one, those three, that's crazy as you think. 
no, 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 no. And they were not bound. What is what you just say? Van G and hollering, hollering. No, they yeah, weren't I doing saw, that. I, well, I, I saw hours and, of the video. I know what and, they were. They were howling you know like what? Wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. Because it's amazing how certain people can find the video and certain people can't. But I, I'm not even going to be bothered uh, with I'll that right now. Right now. But here, here's, here's no, 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 no. Here's here's the kicker to this. And I'm glad you brought that up, Sarge. Here's the kicker. It wasn't an insurrection, number one, like January 6th, okay? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it was not. That is not the definition of what an insurrection is. Okay. What is okay. the definition of an insurrection? Because I give you what it is. Oh, really? You going to give me what it is? Yes. Well, you give me what it is, and I'll give you... you, It's a riotous and violent or a violent act that is intended to obstruct the business of the government. That's what they did. They had to shut down the legislature and evacuate the legislators. They stopped the business of the Tennessee legislature with their actions. Now, now, now. All right. That's why... And man, man, that means as violent as January 6th, but nonetheless, it came close enough to meet the definition. So now now we're going to back off, and it wasn't as much of an insurrection. Okay, a little insurrection, but being a little pregnant, maybe? No, that was just a protest. There was no violence there. Okay. Stop, 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 stop. On the other side of that, Sarge. See, and that's the question nobody wants to answer. You know, or we'll show the I haven't seen the video, so I don't know what is in there. Was the legislature I have. in recess or not? No, it wasn't in recess. It was an active, it was, it was ongoing legislative business. Okay, so. No, 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 Sarge. Because, see, I, I already know where you're trying to go with this, and no. The only thing they did wrong, they broke the see, and this is what I was going to talk about. The only thing they did was they broke a law that two of them didn't know about. Okay. Oh, they legislate. They don't know law. Great. Yeah, they they they, they just they just <laughs> elected. Yeah, one of them said he didn't know that's what it was because oh, they, that's really okay. Com- that's really now, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, he's ah. he's young. He's new. So okay, oh, it yeah, can happen. Yeah, it was the law. No excuse. That's the way you're legislator. Sarge, get off that horse. All right now, and because the interesting interesting thing about. The the piece of tiny tiny video I did see and the pictures photos that they're showing is they show the two black guys standing there chanting with the one with the bullhorn and um, Pearson standing next to him and Miss Gloria Johnson she was just standing there looking now <laughs> you know now in 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 their defense of of being expelled you know she knew the game okay. she knew the rules. Okay. Every single thing they said through the bullhorn, every single syllable that they uttered through the bullhorn in an attempt to showboat and grab attention themselves like the crazy narcissists they are, they could have done you know completely. You know what, Sarge? Uh, yeah, you've been watching the video because you sounded just like them dumb jokers up there in Tennessee right now. You You really are. I I hate to mute you, but I got to mute you right now because that's that's nonsense. All right, it wasn't. You just got finished talking about how we need to protect our children and we need to encompass all. 
That's what they were doing. They just had to choose that avenue to do it because they weren't getting listened to any other word. Now, I know Sarge, you know, he, he, he's a good uh, media video person, so I know he, he saw the, the, um, the, the breaking news that came on just before I came on the show that said, well, those three plus one more uh, voted no on a school safety bill. Yeah. That just came out just what came on the air. Yeah. And those three and one other um, representative vote no. But what they didn't say was why they voted no on it. Now, I'm talking about the headlines now. I'm talking about the headlines. Because that's what most people are going to look at anyway, just the headlines. Yeah. No. No. And here's here's um, uh, um, the interesting thing about that whole situation was, you know why they didn't sign the bill? They didn't sign the bill because they said it didn't go far enough. It didn't go far enough. Imagine that. Didn't we just talk about we need to throw everything at this situation to protect our babies? But these clowns, they came up with it was before this insurrection thing, all right? It was before that, before the shooting at, at um, um, Culberton. It was before the shooting. This bill wasn't doing. They voted no because it said it didn't go far enough. But see, and I'm telling y'all this story for a reason. Then you have Tucker Carson. Tucker Carson. Y'all know him, that favorite guy. And... He's doing his little commentary on how Justin Pearson has changed over the years, you know, from the likable black guy to basically, without him saying it, militant, because now he has an afro. And when he went to the all-white school he was attending, you know, he was clean cut when he was running for uh, uh, class president. But now he has changed. Hmm, you think the guy may have woke up? Y'all heard what I said? But anyway, we'll come back to that as well. Um, expulsion. I lost my train of thought there for a moment because I was about to go somewhere. Um, the expulsion part, you know, it, it was quite interesting. Because the whole time they were talking about this so-called insurrection that wasn't, they never mentioned anything about protecting children and things like that. They were so intent of getting these two, listen to what I'm saying, getting these two people out of their, their legislation building, they didn't care about anything else. The question and the way they spoke to these two young black men compared to the way they spoke to Gloria Johnson was totally different, completely different. They talked to them two black young men like they were, <laughs> like, as far as they they're like slaves. They're like children. Let's not forget the most important part of this whole thing. This is a supermajority uh, legislature controlled by Republicans. Republicans. And I try and don't do the, the Democrat Republicans, but this is, you can't, you can't miss this. I mean, we could talk around it all, but you can't miss it. What this was all about, besides sending a message to those young, those three people, 
The message to Gloria Johnson was, okay, you can see we about to put your behind out for hanging out with these two young black boys. You need to get back in line and, and, and stop moving. But see, they thought them two young black boys was going to be back down and just blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. They stood up for what they believe in. And I'm happy for them. But here's the lesson behind all that as well. Learn the game first before you get up there messing with these people. The Republicans, they, wherever they have a majority at, they're on a revenge tour. Y'all haven't figured that out? That's why we will, we will not get anything done in this country. Especially not this year, because they are on a revenge tour. That's why that word insurrection keeps coming up. Anything now is going to be an insurrection. Undercover, you, what you forgot to, to, to mention is this thing about wokeness. That is a big Republican thing. Anything they may consider woke, like these two young black men right here, Oh, they, it's got to go. We don't care how you do it, but it's got to go. Let's not forget the rest of the, the, the stuff they have, the critical race theory. They don't like that either. And the only thing is teaching real history. But the only history they want is the kind that's going to leave you looking confused and dumb when you get asked a real question about it. And that's my nice way of putting it. This is what that was all about. That's what it was about. And you get we get caught up so much in, in the news, the videos, or whatever, we miss the real message. We're going to get even. And it's a cycle that goes on back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, that was a message. And those young men were supposed to come back because they already knew. They already knew they were going to get sent back up there. They knew that already. From, from their um, constituents, they're going to get put back up there. But those young men were supposed to come up there Cowtowing, being quiet, humble, and saying nothing else. And they did not do that. Now, anybody that has ever watched the way this country works, especially our government, we know they have a plan now. They have a plan. Okay. So we tried to kick you out. It didn't work. Get rid of you. Um, yeah. In the most public way as possible, that didn't work. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's go after the characters. Let's go after Let's just destroy to where they won't be trusted anymore. Nobody wants to be around them. And that's what you're seeing now with this article, this breaking news out of um, off Fox News. Tucker Carlson on his show and all the talking heads. Just because that man wears an afro has nothing to do with what he, he feels inside him. And if it's right, it's right. Contrary to what your petty behinds think, he's right. Even Sarge just said here and agree, there's more that needs to be done to protect our children and our family members in their place of business. 
Will that stop all all um, shootings and stuff? Uh, no, no. We'd be naive to even think that would be the case. However, we can make it very hard. Now, you know the interesting thing about the Covenant shooting? He had more targets, but he chose that one because they had less security than the rest of them. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering what security did, 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 did um, these other institutions have that deterred them. Maybe they need to go and look at that. And then you got to tell them Marjorie Green with her dumb behind. Now all of a sudden it's all trans people's fault. You, you see the little stupid games they play? But what they're playing, while they're up there playing their little political grab butt, we're down here paying for it. We're down here paying for it. But nobody is seeing that because you want to continue to listen to the talking heads and, and the crazies out there. Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. It makes no sense. So that was the purpose of trying to get rid of these. Yeah, they'll tell you, yeah, it's disrupted the Congress, uh, the, the legislature, and the House floor, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they weren't doing nothing but standing around bull jiving anyway, talking about who was going to go and sleep with this little boy and who was going to sleep with the little girl or, and who was going dealing with whose wife and stuff like that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that. I'm sorry. No, it's fact. That's about what they were doing. Some of them anyway. But yet, they don't want to do anything to help the people that put them there unless it's lying in their pockets. And that's the issue we have. That's why, number one, we ain't going to get any comprehensive, effective gun control. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's a, yeah, take the weapons away from everybody. That's not the solution. Shabaka early on the show say, hey, parents need to be more responsible. Start hiding and hiding the keys and and lock boxes and things like that. Okay. I, 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 it, that's logical. I, I can get with that to a certain extent. But those of us who have children know if, if they find things, man. But that is a very good thing. But we know children, boy, children, yeah. Things you, in fact, forgot about, they find sometimes. But uh, the, the logical part of it, it makes sense. That makes sense as well. And then hold the parents responsible. If if if, if it's, it calls for that and it's, it's, it's deemed, deemed to be sold, then do it. For those that are negligent, for those that are, are, are you know, found to be Unparenting things. I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> I know P can say it better than me, but I'm going to just leave it right there. But, yeah, let's do something. But to sit here and go through the same rigmarole over and over again. And Tuesday, there was another shooting. Um, I forgot where it was. I just read about it. But, yeah, there was another shooting where four people were killed. Well, no. They found the children inside the house after they found the mom or something like that. Yeah. I don't, you know, and then we get to the mental, mental health part of it. That's that. 
And as they say, some people just snap. You'll be fine the whole time. Can you stop that? Probably not. Probably not. But we have to do something. And, and just continue to say, lock the doors, do drills, lock the doors, do drills, da-da-da-da. And Hubbard and girl shot the door out, the glass out of the door. Maybe they should add bulletproof grass to the doors. I don't know. I don't know. And that's why I have y'all, because y'all can help me with that. I mean, Sergeant and Shabaka brought up some good, very good, good points. And Ross, man, Ross was on it. In fact, where's Ross? Where you at? You let me doing all this talking up in here. Where you at? What you doing? Uh, listening to y'all. <laughs> 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 I got no input. I got no input. <laughs> but one thing that that I did want to say was the fact that you know. As the article stated, no, it wasn't just those three. It was an additional person who didn't who didn't vote on it because they said, "Listen, this don't this don't go far enough. Y'all got all these drills. You locking up these rooms, locking up the school doors. You want them to do the drills and all of, and all of this stuff. But where is the searching of the backpack?" Okay, what if a kid comes in with a gun in his backpack or a gun in his possession and you miss it, and now you got all these doors locked? You got classroom doors locked, you got the school building doors locked, and the threat is inside locked in with you. Ooh, that's a dead level. So by the time somebody comes with a key or by the time somebody figures out that, 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 there's and not not just a kid, but maybe even a teacher, you know, disgruntled employees, a janitor, you know, anybody. They're locked inside this school, calculating, you know, mentally ill mind, done done planned this whole okay, the school, they're gonna lock the school doors at this time. I can I can bring the weapon in here and place it in my locker where nobody sees or place it here or in the janitorial uh, 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 closet, or somewhere where I have access to it. And once the doors are all locked, nobody can get out. It's going to be a free-for-all for me. Have you seriously thought this out? And then you would say, oh, well, how is the person? Well, if they have all these measures, then how is that person going to get the weapon inside easy? Just like that six-year-old got in, easy. Because humans are not infallible. People make mistakes. People overlook stuff. They don't see everything. And I just think, yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, I, I, I just see that as, as, as good and bad. Yeah, the people can't get in, but on the other hand, what if they're already in? Then how do those people escape? Because by the time you find a key to unlock a door, uh huh. You know, as you were speaking, I thought about it. I was, hey, why won't we just put some parents in there? You know, what? Think that'll work? Put some parents in there. They had let parents come in and patrol the hallways and things. I know that that probably work at school. I don't know about it, but it worked and stuff, but. 
yeah, school. It's a it's a start, maybe. Yeah, what but if their but if their parents like Ethan Crumbly parents that got an excuse or overlooked stuff, what good is that gonna do? Yeah, you can't okay. be you can't be nonchalant, apathetic or indifferent to 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 circumstances such as this. And and, and there's a lot of people who don't take it seriously. Oh, well, like uh, who it was was on the phone just now. They say, you know, you, it's, it's the criminals that, that, that do the violence. All these people are not necessarily criminals. Like they say, some of them are just mentally ill and not really aware of the consequences of their actions. Well, on that one, I, I think Sarge meant the, real, the actual criminals themselves. I think that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about oh, the yeah. mentally... Mentally disabled, yeah. Mhm. You see, and and he's right, and he's right. Those people who who are just intent on disobeying the law or feeling like they are above the law and they can just do what they want to do, yeah. If 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 they have the wherewithal and 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 the legal rights to own a gun, they're gonna own one. And even if they don't have the legal rights to own one, it's so many places where they can get one illegally. Because right. there's just too, it's, it's, it's just too much access to weapons in this country right. by, those, by those who don't have a right to have them. It was a, it was a thing done um, some years ago. I think it was in California somewhere um, where the cops had, you know, amnesty for guns. And they took up guns, and I forgot what they gave them in return. Well, by the end of the year, 95% of those guns were back on the street. How is that? You know how that is? I, I, you know, I was reading an article the other day. A lot of those weapons that, that are used in those situations, what, what they do, if they confiscate them, they take the fire pan out, and then they auction them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's how <laughs> a lot of them get back. You know, they actually, so the, so, <laughs> auction them off. <laughs> so then the thing is, you know, you 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 so-called taking these guns off the streets that these people should not have. You're having these big campaigns and all of this, and then you take those same very same weapons and and you sell them, and they're right back out there. It's a revolving door. Uh huh. That's exactly what it is. It's a revolving exactly. door. Right. You you you're you're playing number one. You're playing to to the narrative, you play into the media, and you play on people's emotions, making people feel falsely secure that, hey, we took this many guns off the street today. But on the flip side, you're putting them right back out there. That's what you're not saying. So in looking at it, in looking at this this, this false narrative about gun violence and, and, and all is not saying that it's false that it don't exist. I'm I'm saying the the false sense of security that they're giving the the, the, the public, that the media is giving the public. All these measures mm. being in place. People not doing what they say they're doing. And that's quite evident in the case with the little six year old boy. Hmm. And even with the even with the Ethan Crumbly story. Ain't no way, as I said, that boy should have been left in school when, when they called his parents out there and told them 
and showed him the things that he he was drawing and the things that he was saying, and then you knew he was he was online looking for ammunition while he sat in school, and y'all still allowed him to attend school. Hmm. Where was the logic in that? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. See, so so you, they're they're giving these people this false sense of security. That okay, we're we're putting this, and and that's what that bill is. And I believe that the four people who who in Tennessee who voted against it, I I I I I just think that that may have been the logic behind their voting. Okay, this there there you you giving these people this false sense of security, but this is not enough hmm. because it's it's not going to solve it's not going to solve the problem. And as Sar says, I don't think there is any. Um, I don't think there is any um, any real solution that's going to work 100%. I, I, I just don't think it is. Agreed. Which means what? If we got to come up with, uh, as me and Sarge have been saying, uh, more more inclusive way of doing this thing right we do yeah all right um i'm sure i'm gonna hear a lot on last words so let me go and get this next story in real quick oh down in the state of texas old greg abbott is at his old thing again remember i told was telling y'all about um the republicans and, and their little crazy ways of doing things well recently there was a um case where a army sergeant decided uh, decided to shoot a Black Lives Matter protester. Okay, <laughs> I said decided to shoot, but he may have. Mr. Daniel Perry, a U.S. Army sergeant convicted of murder, was in his car working as a rideshare driver when he shot 28-year-old Garrett Foster who had been legally carrying an AK-47 while marching, listen, with demonstrators through downtown Austin. The encounter uh, leading up to the shooting began when Perry turned onto a street and into one of the demonstrations that swept the country after Minneapolis police killer George Floyd killed George Floyd. In a video that was streamed live on Facebook, a car can be heard honking amid the downtown crowd. Then several shots rang out, and protesters began screaming and scattering. Perry drove off, later calling the police to report the shooting, and officers arrived to find Foster shot. The verdict was based on part of testimony that Foster's gun was pointing up, close to his ear, moments before the shooting, and that Foster was at least a foot away from Perry's car. Prosecutors also presented text messages between Perry and a friend exchanged before the shooting discussing other cases in which protesters had been shot and whether it amounted to self-defense. Witnesses testified that Foster never raised his rifle at Perry, and prosecutors said that the sergeant could have driven off rather than opening fire with a handgun. Of course, Perry didn't get up to testify, and I wouldn't either. Um, but his defense attorneys have said Foster pointed his gun at the driver and that the shooting was self-defense. 
Perry's attorney has said that they did not position the petition the governor for a pardon before Abbott's tweet, which is on um that show for the the thing Governor Abbott's tweet. All right, the only thing they did was seek a most filed a motion seeking a new trial. Now, why am I talking about this? Because Greg Abbott, following his party's uh, 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 mantra, have decided. Now, the guy hasn't even been uh, sentenced yet, but Greg Abbott has already um, sent a message to the parole board, the pardon, the parole board, uh, to have this guy pardoned. Pardoned. Y'all hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't see what's going on with that, I, I can't explain it to you even, anymore. It's open season. Now, I know some say, well, he shouldn't have been. No. No, he shouldn't have been nothing. If the other guy opened fire, right? Think about this. If the other guy opened fire, uh, where was the other? Why wasn't he shot if they were that close together? And he was pointing the weapon at him. See, that's the first thing I'm asking. Where's the other bullet? Where is it? So, whether he did or not is, is not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is I haven't even been sentenced, been convicted. And, you know, yeah, the jury found him guilty, and he could face life in prison. But before it even happens, you have a Republican governor talking about pardoning somebody. Now, before y'all get to asking, yes, both of these individuals were white. They were white. But see, that that old other bugaboo that, that really gets under uh, Republicans' cloth, BLM, they don't like that either. I'm telling you, that <laughs> it's about to get really out of hand here. We don't be too careful with that. That's for sure. Ross, what you got to say real quick before we get into the last words? Okay. She must be out handling some business. All right. So let's go and get with no, the last you, words. You, you, uh-huh. you go said, ahead. You said, it, you said it all on that one, that one right there. The man didn't even pick up or point his gun at him. He was just carrying it. And, and, and the other thing was that, he was a foot away from the car. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is Texas is an open carry state. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then apparently you got a sense of guilt already. You haven't even been sentenced. You know what you did was wrong. You know what you was doing. It was. It, I, I don't want to say necessarily premeditated, but it could fall into that area. And you file for a pardon. So you know what you he did. See, that's the thing. They they never applied for anything. The governor just decided to come out and say that's what he wants to do. That's what he's going to do. So you 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 just so you so you justify you justify a shooting. The man ain't even went to. From my understanding, ain't even in prison yet. Right. But you're going but you're going to preemptly pardon him. So 
So what you're, the message that you're sending is that regardless whether they find him guilty or not, I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to pardon him because I believe what he did was right. It was justified. Because here was this man, Caucasian man, marching on behalf of Black Lives Matter. Something had to be wrong with him. It continues this racist narrative and racist Nazi agenda, and people can say what they want to say in these United States, as I've been saying, for years. Racism didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it might have been subtle at a point, but now since the uh, uh, Make America Great Again, how was it, when was America ever great? That's what I want to know. When was America ever great? It was immigrants who came in here and started the whole industrial revolution. Mm. It wasn't you. You, This land was not your land. Native Americans were here before you even got here. Black people, people of color, brown and black people were here before you ever got here. If it wasn't for them showing you how to live and showing you how to survive, you would not have. So how are you so great? The inventions and the patents that you stole from those people because you you instituted laws that wouldn't allow them to obtain them, so you stole them. And this is the history that you call woke that you don't want anybody to know about. It's not because you you feel guilty about it. No, you don't feel guilty about it. You feel justified about it. And like everything else that you lie about, you want to hide it and bury it so that the generations coming behind you can think that you're this great supreme being, and you're not. And that's what you don't realize. That's what you don't realize. Because at the end of the day, everything that you try to have, that you try to have, that you try to get rid of, will eventually be exposed. It don't have to be written down, because the oral the oral history will always exist. The evidence will always exist. The generations down the line, when when two Caucasian people get married. And have a child, and this child comes out of color. It's not that because that white cheated. It's because the genetics down the line, somewhere, your grandfather, grandmother, or somebody had a black child. Mm. Whether mm. it was by race, whether it was a voluntary, or whatever. Because the races in this country are intertwined, are intermixed. So there is no such thing as white supremacy because somewhere down your line, there is a person of color in your heritage. That you can't deny. That you can't hide. And as I said, all will be exposed. If God be God, who is in heaven, who has no respect, the person which you forget. Y'all can twist the Bible, y'all can twist the scriptures to make it fit your agenda, but at the end of the day, it's still what God said from the beginning. Mm. You don't gotta believe it, but keep living. You'll see. 
and everything that you 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 trying to do against God's people. You see, because it says God created man. He didn't say he created white people, Caucasian people, black people. No, he said he created man. He created them, male and female. So all this twisted demonic agenda that we have, not only in this country, but spreading throughout the world, will be reckoned with. You think because you have your interpretation and your theology and your ideology on what the scriptures mean, make it so, it does not. It does not. It doesn't matter how many laws you pass. It doesn't matter how many different church denominations and doctrines you institute for those who know and those who may not know and those who don't study to show thyself approved, to really know the truth of the word of what God is speaking to his people in this day and time. And I'm not saying you got to believe what does say the Lord, because you surely don't. But as I say, keep living. The evidence will speak for itself. Hmm. Whether you believe that or not. And no man, woman, boy, girl, entity, country, government, whatever, is greater than the laws of God and what God's deems for his people and what he said will happen will happen as I said keep living that's my last I know you no final comments but that's my final comments <laughs> okay those are strong final comments that's for sure Ooh-hoo! see that's why you're my co-host right there that's what I'm talking about all right so as she said, we're getting ready to get into the final com- comments, last words, as I call them. We got about four minutes left of live airtime, so we probably go over just a little bit, y'all. So hang in there with us. Uh, if you're not on the phone lines, you need to be here within four minutes. Four, four minutes. Uh, 347-838-8622 is the number. Uh, if you can't make it, you got something you want to send to me, ericletstalk at gmail.com. And, um, I'm all on. I'm all over social media, so you can find me there under the same name of the show. Thank you for hanging out with us. All right, now, as we say, let's go on and get these last words in. All uh, right, let's bring Sarge back here for a moment. All right, Sarge, I need you need you to um, um, keep it short now. No, no long winded, you know, stuff going on here. Let's go. You know how capable I am of being succinct, and I shall do so. Okay, the lead detective in the Daniel Perry case was a gentleman named Jose Garza. Jose Garza, oh, I mean, not, not, no, that was the, uh, the prosecuting attorney. The lead detective's name was David Fugit. He filed an affidavit following the verdict. And he said, this is what he said in the sworn affidavit, that the district attorney, Jose Garza, another George Soros-funded through Act Blue. Uh, attorney, we've got dozens of them across this country now, had his office remove 100 pages of exculpatory evidence in the Daniel Perry case. The DA's office had him shorten his presentation from 158 slides to 58 slides. Fugit said he believes it's criminal behavior. He believes that the district, this is a quote, I firmly believe 
The district attorney's office, acting under the authority of Jose P. Garza, tampered with me as a witness. That is a crime. And in almost every state, for prosecutors do that, and even if it isn't in the few that it isn't, is an ethics violation that ought to get him disbarred. Now, has it a question as to when America was great? It was great on July 4th, 1776, the day it was created. It became greater. It was flawed. It wasn't perfect. It committed great sins. But it was the greatest nation in the history of mankind at that time and ever since. It became a greater country steadily until about 2008 when its rapid decline is now self-evident. All right. Thank you, sir, for that. I knew you was going to go there with the thing. But, okay, thank you, Sarge, and see you next time. All right, last but not least, Shabaka, are you still there with me, brother? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got a All lot right. to say, but I'm going to try to uh, condense it. First place, our people started in Africa, okay? Second of all, I do not claim the blood of no raping, slave trading, pedophile. And your president, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, were known for that. Also, too, where the term Black Friday comes from is where they would take young black girls from 12 to 18 to 20 years old, put them up there on an auction block, you see what I'm saying, to to sell to future raping, slave trading, pedophiles, and yes, they were doing this here July 4th, 1776. Now, I started to tell you how I get down, you know what I'm saying? Because see, we deal with the black experience from the beginning of time to 10 minutes ago, and what it is is in regard to the Second Amendment, okay, that right is inalienable according to the hypocritical document called the U.S. Constitution. Now, Governor Reagan in, in California in, in 1967, when he signed the uh, Mulford Act, disarming a certain group of black men and women, I ain't got to say their name, who were exercising their Second Amendment rights, who had wanted fair housing, fair education for the children. is because when a child does not know his true heritage, it's subjugated to anything. Now, the dude, the uh, panties in Florida, you know, he needs to go somewhere and change his sanitary napkins, you know what I'm saying, is because something is wrong with him. And what they want to do with this critical race theory is that they want to take away the knowledge of our people of how they were brutalized in this nation and in the whole Western Hemisphere is because your main slave traders, as we all know, was the British, the Dutch, the French, the Spaniards, and the Portuguese. See, it is... Not right to sit up here and to love a culture that abuses you. Okay. Any man will tell you, well, if you go up here and hit this man, he has every right morally, physically, uh, uh, diety wise to defend himself, but they don't want the black man to do that. They want the black man to stand there, get murdered, like they did George Floyd, get murdered like they did Philando Castile. You stand in and get beaten 52 times with a baton like they did Rodney King. And then I got a question for Sarge saying that he was a Chicago police officer, so I know Sarge took some bribe money, that there was just the culture of the city of Chicago with Mayor Daly and, and what have you. After all, it was the home of Al Capone for many years. 
So therefore, what we have to do in a black community is concern ourselves with our own self-preservation is because the ass-scratching, the Yasa Boston integration, it didn't work. Dr. King told you that shortly before he was killed. So definitely check out Grand Rising with Shabaka Sankori uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, look for it on Facebook uh, as well, too. Look for it on the Tweety Bird that Stinky owns called Musk. And what we're talking about is tomorrow, uh, Mr. Talk, is that they both were 39, which would be the philosophies of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, because as you, as you know, and as we all know, both men never saw their 40th birthday. Believe it or not, okay, they never did. Also, too, check out the uh, Shabbat's Black Experience Enhanced on Tuesday nights, you know, 6 p.m. in the West and 9 p.m. Uh, in the East. And we deal with the Black Experience from the beginning of time to 10 minutes ago. Now, as far as the great state of Tennessee is concerned, the two brothers who got expelled, I mean, these were duly elected officials, and all those politicians that sanctioned expelling those men, they belong in jail for interfering with the electoral process. The sheriff of that mm-hmm. county or the state police chief needs to go right there into that state assembly, and all those that voted to expel those two young men, they need to hook them and book them. Have them wear the county blues. Have them walk ass naked in the county jail and take their showers. You see what I'm saying? You know, because, you know, how dare... They do that. Now, it does not matter if you agree or disagree with these individuals, is that they was, quote, unquote, duly, and every black man and woman and child who is legally able to should protect themselves by any means necessary. The Second Amendment, as the founding raping slave trading pedophiles wrote, that that right is inalienable, meaning that they can't even give you a ticket for it. Those are the closing comments of Shabaka Sankar, Mr. Talkin. Thank you so very, very much for allowing me on your platform. And feel free to join us anytime on our platform as well, too, Mr. Talk. All right. Thank you, Shabaka. And I will take you up on that one day. <laughs> Can't yes, tell sir. you when, but I will be there one day. All right? Yes, sir. All yes. right. Thank you, sir. All right. What a great show, man. A lot of great conversation, information, and just thought-provoking um, statements. I'm telling you, I love it. I love it. I want to say thank y'all for hanging out with me. My last words. Hey, I don't said them already earlier as well. You know, pay attention to the messages that's being sent and make sure you <laughs> you're on top of your game. You're on top of your game. No, there is one other thing I have to talk about. Now, as I talked about these young men down in um, Tennessee, yeah, that that was a good thing, but but. Justin Pearson. Now, I told you I had some positive and negative, right? Okay. Justin Pearson. We no longer need the Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. We don't, we, we, that, that's over and played out. You know, you don't need to be the, 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 the preacher. Okay. You just need to keep fighting for what's right. Now, those speeches you give, that's fine. That was back then. Time for speeches now, over with. Over with. And see, this younger generation coming in right now, they are, are are about getting their business done. They're no longer going to sit down, sit around like like some the the black congressional congress and have to wait on somebody to, to help them do anything. These cats are going to get their own, and that's what we need. That's what we need. 
until everybody decided to do it. Yeah, we just gonna have to keep pushing the youngsters because this generation coming up, they seem to be a little bit more on 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 things than some of the others generations. That's all I'm gonna say. But it's all good. We we gonna get there. We will get there. All right. I want to say a special shout out to my my brother Shadok. Thank you for hanging out with me today, man. And um, Sarge, as always, as always, Shabaka, thank you. And uh, Duck, Northwest Media, is in the chat room. Thank you for hanging out, too. New new, new listener today. I, I like that. Um, if you missed any part of the show, you can always go back and get them in the, in the uh, archives. All the shows are saved, so you can go back and listen to them if you missed any part. Um, I don't want to say... That's going to be it until next time. I'm going to stop saying until next week because sometimes next week doesn't happen. So until next time, thank you all for listening. Um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first and the biggest, best thing. Learn to laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. Um, yeah, um, as I said before, if you want to send me a message or anything after the, the show, um, ericletstalk at gmail.com, okay? Um, anybody else, you, you know how to get in touch with me if you can. All right, until next time, y'all. Y'all have a good one, and we're going to get on out of here. And he said, Dad, guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits, and 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.